the Kairos anymore But that's been a football club here since 1864 Trying to do the town or city proud Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground So uh, I get the honour of welcoming back Richie and Alex, I guess is what I should say, given the fact that last time I think I did one, I was obviously off last week, last time we did a podcast, I think I did it in the day, um, in the end, um, So and you had a free week You had a free week that week, boys, so uh, it's nice to have you both back. Thank you. Nice to be well rested. Well rested, uh, yeah, you ready right. to go. <laughs> Yeah, you're not you're not in the red zone according to the uh, stats sports vest that uh, <laughs> that you have to wear in the week. Um, so uh, we'll kick off, I guess, with the with the joys of Oldham, shall we? Did who made that trip? I mean, I saw it. Did everybody go? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody went. Did we enjoy it? I think it was enjoyable, wasn't it? I think uh, it was for us, not for them, maybe. Yeah, I think it was. Um... I thought we were going to get a harder game, I'll be honest. But then, not to take them off our performance, I thought it was clinical, professional, and showed the gulf of how good our team is in this in our in our league. I know it was a cup match, but the game at Boundary Park a couple of weeks ago compared to Sunday were a million miles apart, weren't they? That was definitely new That's manager, it. new manager yeah. bounce, should we call it, or something like that? Definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. I thought you... we were, we were. Um, we did everything, everything right, everything professional, um, and you know Dalby came in and played really well. I just thought we looked very, very comfortable. Not one point did you think, "Oh my God, if we don't score now," it just sort of boxed it. If we could boss the game from start to finish, that was the one, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, but I, I still, I, I don't know what you thought, Alex, but I didn't even really think we got out of third gear. We didn't have no, to. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that Oldham were awful. Um, fair enough, they were bad, but I thought we made them look bad without, like you say, even getting out of third gear. Um, I think the early goal from Dalby helped, yeah. Um, and then the Mullin goal soon afterwards put the game to bed. Um, and when we do go 2 0 up, it's we're just in cruise control for the rest of the match, could have been more as well. Yeah. Um, missed a few chances second half, but it was almost a perfect day, wasn't it? Kai Evans getting a run out at the end as well, which was great to see. And then I'm sure we'll touch on it later on in the in the podcast. Uh, a nice second round draw as well. So yeah, I think happy. very uh, happy. It was nice to have a bit of rotation because uh, I, I, you know I'm really keen for him to do that where he can. Because given last year we've sort of run ourselves into the ground, um, so I was that was really pleasing. Um, but yeah, I just I I mean when you look at that Oldham side, it reminds me of us about five years ago. It's full of National League has-beens, wasn't it, that side? You know, if you look at the, the players they've got now. Yeah, yeah. It the, the Gary Mills team, was it 2016-17? Bunch of misfits that have been thrown together, which they've got experience on paper, but most of them aren't good enough. I think they're number six, the defender, one of the biggest... Um, Donkeys, for, for want of a better word, that I've seen at the race scores for a while. He was terrible. Um, that you was do Maynard, have to feel that was a... Maynard, that's it. You do have to feel for um, for Oldham a little bit because they are a good club, decent fan base. I do like the owner as well, despite 
his uh, his comments before the match, but they're way way off the mark. And if I was an Oldham fan, I'd be I'd be worried about the rest of the season if that's the uh, kind of performances they're putting in. I agree. What do you think, Richie? Yeah, they got a lot of players in there who were half season wonders, aren't they? Mm. They put a good the Rooney's and the Tollets and that whatever. Um, I mean, it must have took ITV a while. I think it was uh, Mac enough to choose a, a danger man for Oldham, wasn't it? And he came up with Tollet. I watched right. it back, and he went, uh, "He's a, he's a danger man. He creates, and he's their main threat." Well, if he's the main threat, it doesn't say much about the rest, does it? Really? And he no. wasn't a bad player, but he we're not, we're not, you know, we're we're two levels up from where he was, aren't we now? Yeah, he, he had that burst of pace, but he wasn't prolific, was he? No, and yeah. I don't think he has been. Since, although I, I'm no. happy to be proved wrong, but I'm assuming that is now why he's at Oldham, like because uh, you know he isn't he isn't consistent and prolific. Um, and like you say, I think you said it, Alex, they were never a danger. They were they were never a threat, were they? You weren't worried about them. And not at any point in that game did I feel like oh, Oldham might score here or we're looking a bit nervy. They were offered absolutely nothing all game and. It's probably the worst performance I've seen against Wrexham this season. Um, I know Torquay came in and got beat 6-0, but I even thought Torquay actually didn't play too badly because they had something going forward. But Oldham, and it, like you say, it could have been new manager bounce when Unsworth came in on October the 1st when we beat them. But the difference between those two performances are, are night and day. Um what is nice to see is players coming into the team doing a good job. I think last season, if any of our first 11 got injured, we'd be like, oh, we've got to bring someone in now, whether that be, no disrespect to these players, Jarvis, Ponticelli, um, even McAlinden to some extent, they were just filling the gap. But now McFadden's out, we can bring in Hosanna, who had a good game. If Palmer can't start, we've got Dolby. Yeah. And, um, so another positive for me was to see the squad players, so to speak, come in and take to it like a duck to water and put in good performances. And that's going to see us in good stead for the rest of the season as well. I'll tell you what was nice was getting uh, on the way to the ground, getting the sort of uh, the lineup and seeing Leighton and Lennon on the bench. That was really, you know, we're getting close to having a fearsome squad again now. What do you, I mean, I, don't, I know there was probably never any chance of Leighton playing, Richie, but do you know what I mean? When you when you sort of see, you know, you can almost feel how close they are coming back, them them two. Yeah, I think it gives it gives the squad a boost as well. As much as it, people, it raises their games as well, doesn't it? Because, you know, Watson's been there and, and the young lad for, for a long part of the season and now Leighton's back and you've got to up your game a little bit, haven't you? Because... Yeah. You know, you've got a play, you think, well, I can't really make a mistake because I know there's a really, really other goalkeeper there. I'm not going to call him a number two because he was a number one, wasn't he? So I just think it, it raises people's games and makes them realise, you know, well, I've got to have a good game today and I've got to be on, I've got to be on the ball type of thing. Um, Lennon, again, this is what we wanted, didn't we? Like, like uh, Alex just said last year, we were calling them on players where we all knew they weren't good enough, but we just hoped that they could help us, you know, on that promotion run. And now we just look at the bet. Now you even look, I know we could have nine subs on, on Sunday, but if you look at the squad, say, for this coming Saturday, and you think, look at the ones who aren't involved. You know, there's a good five-a-side team there, isn't there? Who's not involved at all. Uh, and that's what makes teams get promotion, is that when one injured or one suspension, no one comes in, you don't know the difference. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it was good. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's really interesting when you sort of watch the games back. We were having good discussions last night, uh, which we'll come on to, about uh, people's opinions of players and stuff. But I I gave Tunnicliffe man of the match um, because I think he's come in and really settled us down. And although they didn't offer too much threat, he just he just wipes up he he wipes up anything and then allows us to go and do what we you know what we do with our weapons. Um, so I thought you know he, he he just stood out to me and I thought he was just really he's really solid. Um, uh, so I picked him. A lot most people sort of picked Luke Young, um, but I'll be interested to see who, who you two sort of thought. Um, where you where you sort of pick it, your, your picks. It was a choice of um, three players for me. Tony Cliff was one of them. Um, every match I've seen him play this season, solid. Um, perhaps not the best on the ball. Yeah. Um, but you'll take how good he is defending wise for that. He's been he's been solid. Um, and a threat in the other box as well, like we saw last night. Mm. And we've not even mentioned Max Clayworth for the past few weeks because Tony Cliff's. Um, He's nailed down that spot. So he was one of them. Um, you mentioned Luke Young. Again, absolutely fantastic. He was everywhere, winning second balls, um, playing some decent balls into the opposition half, tackling. I think I saw his heat map as well. He, he was everywhere. Yeah. As he has been pretty much all season. Um, I think I put on Twitter, he's my player of the year so far. Um, and also for Elliot Lee, he had a very good game. What I like about Lee is always positive. He's always looking to dribble past a man or try and play a ball through the defence. Um, the ball just seems to stick to his foot whenever he goes on a run. He's a he's a delight to watch. Um, I just about gave it to Luke Young, though. I thought he was yeah, nine out of ten. He was near enough, near enough the perfect performance. What did you think, Richie? Anybody, anything different? Or I definitely think Tunnicliffe. I think he's made a massive difference to Tozer as well. For me, yeah. he's. Uh, I think he just told us a bit more freedom and relaxation with him at the back. I go along with Luke Young as well, um, but Mullins just, as much as ever, it's easy for him to say. He's just. They're petrified of him, aren't they? Everybody we play, you can just see them. They're absolutely petrified. If it's not two, it's three players on him all the time, and they uh, they just don't know what to do with him, do they? And if he one doesn't get you, somebody else in the team can get you. Um, and I just think. It's because we've got the array of talent now. We're starting to, after everyone's shaky starts and not in September and that, now we're just hitting the form where we all wanted us to be, but the players are actually living up to it, the bill as well. Yeah, we're finding a groove, basically, aren't we? Yeah. But we, we, and we, we sort of, I guess it would have been this time last season that we were starting to perhaps get a fraction better. But um, I think we were... Well, probably ten points worse off, uh, Alex. What do you? I can't remember, but we, you know, because we'd drawn way more games than we than this season. I, I, I would guess it would. We were ten points worse, so we're going to be in a much better position, aren't we? Once we, once we hit fifth yeah. gear. I mean, we played Torquay on on Halloween. I think it was the thirty first of October or something. We were way off the pace at that point. I think we were twelve, thirteenth, um, about ten points off top. And no, the difference between this season and last season is night and day, especially in terms of front of goal. The amount of one nils or one ones we had at the start of that season and dropping points, probably what cost us the title in the end. Um, yeah. 
but we've, we've put ourselves in a really good position at the moment. You can't ask for much more than, is it what, 13 wins, three, draw, three draws, two defeats. I mean, that's title winning form, isn't it? Um, Let's just touch on something you, you, you said. I, I guess I, I hadn't put it on my news update, but because we, we haven't spoken, although we've spoken offline, I guess, um, you mentioned yeah. Max Clareworth's name. So let's just, let's just, just for the sake of it, because uh, obviously I was away last week, let's run that through. So there was this sort of online rumour, take it with a grain of salt, that supposedly, I, I, th- I first saw it, I think, on Red Passion. I know everyone laughs when you say that, but listen, you know, somebody has posted it on there saying that I think it was Norwich that, um, that I, th- I forget their terminology, but there was a bid in, there's interest, whatever. You know, the, it, the, there's some interest there, it, it would appear. Um, and then you start to think think things through. I guess people start looking for patterns and saying, well, is that why he's not in the team? I don't think that's necessarily why he's not in the team. I think he isn't in the team just because he naturally just had that dip in form that you that you do when you're young. Um, and you, you suddenly, you know, you have a, a superb uh, period of form and then you, you dip, uh, you know, and that happens to everybody. So I don't think that's not directly, it's not just because there's interest in him. Um, and then Tony Cliff came in and did nothing wrong, so there's no reason really for him to come back in yet. Um, but it's it's sort of it, obviously it's got it's got people talking and stirred some interest. Uh, and when you look at it on paper, it sounds plausible, doesn't it? it? You know, it's not like we're saying he's going to Man United. You know, he's going to a Championship club that you, you would think they would be looking at that type of player and stuff. So I think from that point of view, that's why to me it sounds believable. Doesn't necessarily mean it'll happen because you know, you know, there's there's lots to do in a deal, isn't there? When you've got a, a transfer fees and uh, clauses for the future. But what were your thoughts when you when you first heard it? Was it did you rule it out right, or did you think, yeah, that's that's believable. There could be something in it. Um. Well, you know what? It's a weird rumor to make up. Um. If someone did make it up, they've got a vivid imagination. I'll give them that. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, really good point. Yeah. So I don't. I don't get why anyone would make that up. And like you say, all the evidence is there to suggest it is a credible rumour. I think most fans last season when Max, or at the start of this season as well, when Max was playing really well, I think we were all in agreement in the fact that he'll end up in a few years, either at a League One team, whether that be Wrexham or another team, or in the Championship. And he is only 20 years old and he's still got 15 years ahead of him and he's obviously six or seven years off his peak as well and the performances he was putting in at the end of the last season at the start of this season he's too good to be playing in the National League Um, and I think I heard that he's been if he did go to Norwich he'd be part of their under 21 team Possibly, um, I hadn't heard anything else other than than that. So yes, they, I, I'm no doubt they have got a, what whatever they call an academy or an under twenty one. So yeah. So if he was sold Norwich, they'd probably say to him, "Look, you're not going to make the first team in the championship just yet, but we've got this development team, and it's a chance to prove yourself and pave a way into the first team in a season or two. Um, I wouldn't blame Max at all if he wanted to go. It's a short career, um, even though we're quite a bit of money behind us now. I'd still imagine he'd be on a, a lot more at Norwich City. Um, 
And you know what? If Norwich wanted to, to pay money for him, I, I would take it. I think, was it 150K I've heard rumoured? That's just hearsay. But if it was a figure like that or similar to that, um, I would take it, especially if we can keep Tunnicliffe fit, if we can get Lennon back to fitness. Yeah. Um, if we can keep Tom O'Connor, who can play there as well. We've got more than enough cover, plus the option of obviously... Buying, loaning. Yeah, Buying, loaning whenever we want as well. Um, so, no, I think it'd be a move that would suit all parties. If he doesn't go, I think there is a route back into the, into the first team, um, whether that be through a Tunnicliffe injury or a drop in form, whether we play somewhere else across the back five, even in, in central midfield, which I've heard, I think, Steve Parkin mentioned. He, he sees Max playing there in the future as well. Um, so if he stays, great, because like we saw at the end of last season, he's a fantastic player at this level. Um, but if he does go, great move for him, good move yeah. for us, and and we carry on. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it'd be a tremendous opportunity for him. So uh, mm. uh, either way, it's a win-win probably, isn't it? We're, just, we're lucky we're in that situation yeah. now where financially, like we don't have to sell him. Um, it's more about, well, is it the right thing for him? You know, and can we do what can we do then? You know, we definitely have avenues to be able to go and get a fourth, fifth choice centre half. Um, you know, exactly. I, I'm sure I think it would be very easy to pick up a fourth, fifth choice, you know. Um, exactly. so but I think to previous windows where we lost Lee Fowler to Fleetwoods in the 11 12 season, I think we lost Don Rose to Scunthorpe, yeah, 15 16 season, and those kind of moves ruined our campaign because we're losing our best player. But we're in the position now, like you say, where we can say, fair enough, ship one out, get one in. And thanks to uh, Mr Harvey, we're uh, we're able to do that pretty much when we want up until, was it March? I've lost track now, but, you know, those windows as well, that restriction um, with being gone helps us even, even more, doesn't it? Exactly. It just feels like everything's working in our favour at the moment. Which um, doesn't Don't happen often. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had to say it, didn't you? Go Edit on. that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything else on Oldham? Then I mean, as I say, I just thought they—they, they, uh, you know, they—they uh, they looked like a a, t- a team of has been national league really and with an unproven manager as well, which is going to be a problem for him, isn't it? Because uh, yeah, well. You hear a few Everton fans um, with some choice words to say about Unsworth in regards to what he did at their academy. Not sure if there's any truth in that, but I've been watching his interviews after each game and you almost feel a little bit sorry for him because he's saying the same things after every game, calling the players out to some extent, basically saying some of them aren't good enough or some of them don't have the right mentality. And he's very complimentary, actually, of Wrexham in his post-match interview after Sunday. Said some nice things about us, to be fair to him. But like I said at the top of the podcast, I'd be very, very, very worried if I was an Oldham fan because that was shocking. Um, You can see why they nearly lost to Chester the week before. They've uh, got an uphill battle to stay up this season, I reckon. And Unsworth might be on borrowed time as well. Long season for him. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that's boxed that off. Uh, Richie's gone off to let uh, the Morrisons deliver <laughs> Morrison's food shopping. 
to uh, drive her into his house to put his, and he's letting him put it away. He said he's, it's not just letting him in; he's showing him which cupboards to put the food in. <laughs> is he cooking his food as well for him? Looks <laughs> of it. Uh, so Richie's. Uh, this is the wonders of podcasting. Richie's gone off to let Morrison's in. Um, so should we do? Um, should we do the news next? Just a few bits, really, because um, there's uh, there's not a, a massive amount of stuff floating around. But um, just give me your thoughts on uh, the the sort of uh, news that Ryan might be uh, taking on an NHL team. What were your thoughts? Did you see that? Um, I don't know if you read the article, but it looks like he, he might, his hometown team is, I believe, is the Ottawa Senators, and uh, they're good. potentially up for sale. Uh, and I think. Uh, both, uh, I think he did it in an interview on TV as well as uh, on social media. He's sort of been uh, intimating that there might be something in it. What we, uh, we don't want to, you know, it's not a big thing. It doesn't necessarily affect us directly. It's not like a rival or anything. But what were your thoughts when you when you saw it or heard it? Um, you're right. It probably doesn't affect us if it does go ahead too much. I guess there's a little bit of jealousy in there. <laughs> we want to be. His own, the only sports team he owns. Um, it's kind of like having a little brother or sister. Suddenly the attention gets taken away from you and you get a bit jealous of your mum or dad or your owner <laughs> spending more time with someone else. But like you say, there's no conflict of interest. There's no rivalry. I'm 110% sure if he was in charge of the Senators that he wouldn't be less involved with with Wrexham or lose his motivation or passion for Wrexham. I don't think that's an issue. Obviously, he's got the money to buy the Senators as well. Um, so, you know what? If he wants to buy them, so be it. He's obviously got a bug now for um, owning sports teams, which is good. And a lot of people have said it'd be bad news for Wrexham, but I, I can't see it, to be honest. So... Good luck to the senators and to Ryan if he uh, if he goes ahead with that. Yeah, Richie, uh, nice to have you back. Hopefully, Morrison's got all your biscuits and uh, didn't swap out your custard creams or whatever they, whatever they do. Um, just a just a quick one. What did you? I I'm assuming you saw the news that uh, Ryan might be buying Ottawa Senators, the NHL franchise. What were you, just what were your thoughts when you heard that? Yeah, pretty much like Alex. I think. Sometimes when you've got a bigger fan base, you're always still going to get a few fickle people who think, oh, he's taking his eye off it and that, whatever. Look at the man done to the town in such a short space of time and the investment he's put in. He's, if you actually watch any of his shows on American TV, he's saying half his time is taken up by Wrexham. Yeah. He just loves it. And you know what? Good. It's a local team to him. He said he's got a, he's got a link there from his childhood and that, whatever. Let him crack on. You know, if he's got all that money, it's not going to affect us at all. It's a different sport. It's it's not as if he's invested in Salford City, is it? No. Instead of Gary Neville or whatever. It's, you know what I mean? It's just not going to affect us at all. And I just think sometimes you just get people who just think, people think the worst because of what's happened previously. I think that's where people's mindsets have got to change. And um, I know for a fact, Rob wouldn't let him take his mind, take his foot off the pedal, would he at all? Yeah, that's a good point. No, he probably wouldn't. Um 
to be fair. Okay, good. We don't think there's anything uh, to worry about there. So, uh, the club uh, delayed Ollie's clothing range launch last week. I'm assuming you both saw that. They said it was due to, uh, I think he said it was because he was having medical treatment, didn't they? Um, but, uh, yeah, they've so, uh, I saw um, Ollie put out a message before saying, I think it's, it's going to be next week now. Um, that they're going to do that, <clears throat> but he keeps leaking stuff online. I don't. Know. Hopefully, you're following at WXM yeah. Clothing. Um, he keeps leaking pictures of different items of clothing and stuff, and it looks really good. So, um, uh, and it'd be nice to have uh, something in stock in this club shop <laughs> for people to buy coming up to Christmas. Yes. Uh, somebody said to me the other week, "I'm after. I was after a shirt to get for a present." Somebody said, "Oh, they got loads of shirts in." Yeah. Just when you go in there, they're just blue and white. There's no red shirts. And uh, I did ask, and there's a bit of an exclusive here. When will they be in? The third week in December. They will be in the shop, the red tops. I mean, that's a bit cl- that's a bit close to the bone for Christmas presents. Uh, for, uh, for people who want to send them or something, I guess. I know. Um, but, um, yeah. Well, it looks like that might be good for Ollie then, because people are going to have to buy this stuff instead. Because, <laughs> uh, like, I I did look the other day because I was just sort of started doing some Christmas shopping, uh, and in the common sizes there is literally nothing. I don't think on the website, no, no leisure wear, none of the shirts, nothing. So, um, you know, it's, you've got to spare uh, six hundred quid. You can get one off eBay. <laughs> it's bad bonkers, isn't it? Uh, the... <laughs> just just a story on that. I actually seen. I obviously looked for the red shirt on eBay, and right. there was one on eBay for starting off at forty quid. So I messaged them. It's got the tags on it. I messaged them directly and said, um, "I'll give you fifty-five quid for it now. I'll come and pick it up today." No, no, no. I got offered 88 last week and got let down. So I said, 65, last order, last bid. I'll come and pick it up. I followed him and he's got two days left and he's up to £47. Pounds. Right. So it just shows, doesn't it? But I can. I know someone who's selling a suitcase if anyone's interested. Oh, um, it's not a, not not another one at £600-odd pound or whatever it was that last No, week. it's not It's not Kwame's. It's somebody else's. This was oh, right. one of the other ex-players who's uh, not using it anymore. <laughs> Flogging suitcases now. <laughs> God, this is what we this is what we've come to. Um, uh, so um, let's try and speed through these things. Uh, so I don't know if you saw Neil Taylor, uh, ex Wrexham left back, retired this week. Um, he had a decent career, didn't he? he looked good for us, um, and I think he did really well. He'll he'll retire quite happy, I would have thought. And uh, I didn't read what he's going to do next, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see him on a coaching pitch on a, on the field coaching. Yeah, I remember when he when he first started out, he was in an awful team. I think it was a team that got relegated 07-08, and you could tell he was a good player then. I think Brian Little played him at right back, despite him being a left back. Which uh, worked that one out. Um, but no, Premier League career represented at the Euros, scored at the Euros as well. Um, so he's had a great career, and like you say, I think he's destined for a a career in coaching. I'm sure Wrexham would take him if he wanted to uh, do it close to home, being a Denby lad. Um, but no, great career. And I think he was quite honest in his statement he put out in social media. He just said he's, he's lost love, motivation for the game, mainly, I think, to have, due to a few injuries he's had. Um, but no, great player. And um, yeah. I don't know what Brian Little is playing at, <laughs> putting him at right back. Don't say that. We did that with Liam McAlinden last night. 
Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, so I guess the biggest piece of news this week was the COP development. I guess the 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 not surprising news was that obviously it got a, it got it got approved um, with the, with some caveats, which is normally the case. To be fair, um, the phosphates issue, which they've been talking about for a while, was one of them. The uh, the the, the matter between the club and the university to sort out because now they won't give planning for, I think it was for some flats that the university wanted to build. So they're going to have yeah. to, I guess they're going to have to rework that um, and submit. So it sounds like um, overall, so it's amazing news, you know, it's exactly what we wanted. Um, but it, you know, it just, it feels like the, it, they're not going to be breaking ground like next week because um, they obviously they, they're going to have to iron out these niggles. Uh, what did you think, Richie? Yeah, it's um, just to chuck another one into the span in the works there. It's the leveling up fund as well, isn't it? Oh, well, yeah, funding. sorry. sorry that's yeah, going to... Um, well, that's due that, end of the um, month, Humphrey said, the decision on that. Yeah, that sort of raised its head, didn't it, in the council uh, the council meeting as well, didn't it? By uh, Not that we we're politically minded at all on this podcast, but they had their views on what one of our strikers and one of our owners mm-hmm. liked on Instagram, obviously got no... The constituents haven't got much to do with it to be checking out what our uh, our chairman and striker are doing on Instagram. But the university ones for me, it's a big bugbear for me. It's massive. I hate looking at them flats. Uh, hate seeing how much money Ian Roberts is making off them. And I just wish we'd build a big glass tower so the light, sunlight still gets through, and we use it as a hospitality lounge. That's my because I just I just hate seeing them. And yeah. somebody said to me. Um, it's a shame they haven't filled in the corners. Well, there's one idea in it, just to fill, just to put a big glass tower there to uh, just to hide them a bit because the university, listen, they helped us out greatly before, you know, they bought the ground and, and obviously they've still got Collier's Park and then they've shifted that onto the FAW. But I just think you go hand in hand with each other, helped each other out. I mean, because we're doing so well now, they've changed the name, haven't they? You know, it was never known as Wrexham was never in the name before. It's now Glendale University Wrexham, um, because these two guys have brought us, took us to another level worldwide. And I just think, I don't know. I just think I hope not, but I just think there's they've got a bit of not a hidden agenda, but they're going to make it awkward for us. Um, yes. They're so going to work something out of it. So the, the issue is of just for people who don't know is they own the land by there, don't they? You see, mm. um, which is uh, which is which is the issue. So we have to be very nice to them. For, <laughs> um, so that's that. Yeah, like you say, it, it, it's going to need a bit of negotiation now, isn't it? It's not just a straightforward. Yeah, brilliant. Um, you know, everything can just go ahead. We've just got another wrinkle to iron out, haven't we? Yeah. Um, so yeah, but so yeah, I, so so I agree, um, and yeah, I was going to touch on the uh, on the uh, Ryan and Rob freedom of the city thing, um, although it is going to a vote on the twenty first of December. Obviously, uh, one of the Tories decided to to sort of uh, stick his nose in. I don't. Did you see that, Alex? And uh, I don't know if you read much about it and stuff, but uh, yeah, it was just like these. They, they've got they're so clueless to to reality uh, and what people think of them, aren't they? You know, just. Bizarre. Just, I mean, the fact that Ryan liked it doesn't necessarily even mean that he agrees with it. He's just seen a, just seen a picture from his one of his employees, and he's gone, oh, he's got some new boots. Like exactly, and the amount of positivity Ryan and Rob have brought to Wrexham, um, who these councillors are responsible for, 
surely it's a no-brainer that they should be given what they want because they've transformed the town over the last two years as well as the football club. And More it's just than the bloody council's petty. done in that time. Yeah, exactly. It's just petty, isn't it? Oh, we're not going to do it because he likes this on social media. It's... Grow up. Yeah. Grow up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I don't think you'll see uh, Ryan buying a T-shirt off the lad outside the turf <laughs> on match day, will you? <laughs> Uh, well, you're funny you say that because he uh, actually messaged me and asked him to get him one. So uh, his are. bootleg "fuck the Tories" t-shirt is on its way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, touching on an old story, I guess um, we we were we challenged the National League, I think, for an update on streaming uh, about a week ago. I don't know if, that, if that's a fair way of sort of saying what that statement was. Um, I think we challenged them and said, "Well, come on, what what's happening?" Uh, and if you haven't got an answer. Can we get on with it, please? Uh, and I've not heard anything subsequently since. It's all been quiet. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if there's anything off the back of that because we're getting to the point now where we should be getting details of how it's going to work, shouldn't we? Yeah, yeah we yeah, are. I hope so. I think the rumour was that we want it ready for the second half of the season, mm. so January onwards. If we can, that would be great. Obviously, over Christmas would be even better. Obviously, we can't get to games because it costs um, in mid-December to early January. It'd be a great chance to watch them at home um, with a few Christmas uh, beverages. But no, like you say, it's been a while now since the last concrete update the National League gave. And it's gone a bit quiet. And yeah, Wrexham, well within their right to, uh, to push the National League on this. I don't know what else they do Monday to Friday. It doesn't seem like a lot. <laughs> but hopefully it is on their agenda in the next few weeks as well. What do you think, Richie? Do you think we'll get a response? Do you th- what, do you th- what do you think? Are they going to? Is it going to be a? Oh, well, we couldn't get it organised. So maybe next year. Or the thing is, they keep using excuses, don't they? I just say, oh, they, they haven't had their latest uh, national league party conference, have they? Where they all sit down together and think, what can we do? Because Wrexham are, make, are mugging us off, really, the owners. Um, but you look at the, some of the other, t- some, look at some of the teams that we play in that. If you actually, if they look at it properly and break it all down, we're saying we're not even taking the money ourselves. Yeah. We've offered to give the money, obviously to the other team and some to the league as well. Yeah. You know, if we were standing there and making unrealistic, you know, uh, yeah. asking for unrealistic things, I could, I could get that. But again, it's just, it's, it's a bit like the old boys' mentality, isn't it? We're not doing it because we haven't thought of it. And they'll come up with some cock and ball story, which won't even make any sense to anybody. And like you say, then they'll say, oh, oh it's, it's happened too late now. But we all did it in COVID. This is what they keep forgetting. Yeah. Every team has done it. So it's not rocket science. They've all got contracts, haven't they? They've got contacts with somebody to get it all set up. So it yeah. could be done in the space of a fortnight quite easily. But it's only if they if it falls into the line into what they want. Yeah, I I agree. It just feels like uh, the silence is silence is telling us a story. The fact that they've not put out a very quick reply saying, "Oh well, actually you're you're going to get. Don't worry, everybody's going to get an update in three weeks' time on the latest." The fact that the silence tells me uh, all all I think we need. So I mean, did anybody else go to Scunthorpe? By the way, was it just was it was I the only one stupid enough, or did anybody else go? 
No, I didn't. I did. I didn't make it. It was radio for me. Okay, don't blame you. It was a bit of a you know, it is three hours away. Um, okay, so uh, what did it sound like on the radio then, Richie? I guess it's a, it is an interesting question. Uh, first half, um, and I, I've I've seen the highlights today, but their keeper kept the score down really. Yeah. Um, we it was nice that we started the way that we've been playing at home. Um, and obviously because the last few away games have done have done boring wood and did obviously Notts County and that whatever and we didn't start we haven't started well at all um, and I think everyone's on the same opinion that you know it, that needed addressing um, but I think four consecutive wins at home breeds confidence you know is it for eleven goals for and one against you know that we we took we went into that game as if we were playing at home if that makes sense. Um, we took the game to him, which is what we should be doing a lot more often. Um, and I think Parker's interview was right, really. He said for 75% of the game, we controlled it. We just had that of a, you know, and you're never going to control as much as old. And we said, didn't we, from start to finish, we controlled it. Yeah. You know, we got to remember we were away from home. So their home crowd is going to get behind them at some point. They're going to have to have a 10 minute spell um, or a little bit longer. But I think everyone thought half time, especially with the radio and that, they were like, well, They've let them back into it. What Wrexham team's going to come out to start the second half? Because sometimes it can be a little Jekyll and Hyde and they're not sure of what they're going to do. But, you know, we've seen out the bit of the wave and we could have scored a few more, couldn't we? You know, one Definitely. clearly off the line. At, Two the off bar the line. Again. Yeah, you know, so we, in the end, 3-1 flattered them, really, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was there um, watching it. We were professional I think is is how I would describe it. Um, didn't start particularly brilliantly, but you know we 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 did enough. But they had no threat really. We never felt, never really felt like we were uh, like really worried about any particular players. Um, <clears throat> obviously, their form and where they were in the league tells you that as well, doesn't it? You know, it's not wasn't sort of a surprise. Um, but then we start. We just even though we're not sort of playing like Brazil nineteen seventy, um, although we have had a couple of flashes of it recently, um, we would we start creating chances. And Tunnicliffe actually had two cleared off the line. It was unbelievable. One of his headers, he was higher than Aaron Hayden, and that says something because Hayden jumps like a salmon, doesn't he? Um, yeah. Uh, and their keeper also made another great save from Luke Young, although he hit it pretty much straight at him. Um, but Luke Young volleyed one. It's hard to tell because we were directly behind the goal, so um, it's hard to tell how far out he was. It looked like it was edge of the box sort of area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah to the right in the highlight today, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, if that goes either side of him, that's in. So there's another three goals potentially, uh, you know. Um, but we... We just had a 15-minute spell, like I think Parker said in his interview. After they scored, we had a 15-minute spell where we just had to reset and figure out where we were. Um, McFadden at the post, I think it was. It yeah. was pretty much right in front of me with an absolute arrow of a shot. I mean, I was jumping up already, thinking it was in. It was a, it was it was a, a, an absolute bullet, um, but it obviously uh, it stayed out. Um, and then it was his cutback, I think, for Mullin in the end, um, which killed the game off. And that was it. Then it was it was done. That knocked the stuffing out of them. Um, uh, so um, so yeah, comfortable. Um, apart from that sort of 10, 15 minute spell, very professional. We were just very economical. We are very good at making chances, even when we're not playing 
fluid, free-flowing football. Um, and Aaron Hayden's goal-scoring record is just ridiculous. I don't think I've ever seen a centre-half score this many. I'm trying to think now. I don't. I don't. Does anybody else recall? I mean, at any level, a centre-half scoring nine in eighteen games. I've not seen the like of it. Um, I think Sean Pearson. <clears throat> excuse it was me, there, he, by the way. Our, our top goal scorer with, with six. And to go from that to what we've got now is just... Oh, night and day, yeah. It is night and day. And the good thing is goals are coming from everywhere. Yeah. You look at Notts County, you've got Langstaff. Fair play to him. I think he's on 18, 19 goals yeah. at the moment. But then they haven't really got anyone else who's close to double figures, I believe, at the moment. But we've got Mullen, we've got Palmer, we've got Hayden, like you say. We've got others chipping in with goals. Um, which is great. I agree with what Richie said. My concern about this team has always been the away form and how we impose ourselves yeah. when we're playing away from the race course. But looking from the highlights and listening on the radio last night, it sounds like we went to Scunthorpe and played them off the park. We put our game on them rather than being reactive to, to what they did to us. And if we're going to win the league... We have to be doing that against bottom side teams, whether that be home or away. We've got to go and do the same against Wheelston on Saturday if we want to be champions. They're the games you have to win. So I just hope now that we are coming into some decent away form as well as home form because there's been some worrying performances this season against Chesterfield, to some extent not, albeit quality sides. Yeah. Um, but now we're top. Hopefully we can go on a run now, and by the time Christmas comes, we're we're six points ahead of second. Yeah, that was. The, I was just going to caveat that when you talk about away performances and saying really it's against the good sides that we've had mm -hmm. that we've struggled. Um, it's not that you know, um, and I, I suspect Saturday will be very similar to last night. You know, everybody will set everybody will set up doggedly against us, won't they? Um, but we, you know, we uh, it, what it would appear is that we can we're gritty enough to still make chances and carve out opportunities, and then you've got the, you know, for, for our level, we've got two elite forwards, and then a, a a Lee or a Davis coming from deeper, you know. So we're we're uh, we're set up really to to you know to go to Wheelston on Saturday and score two or three, don't you think? Yeah, exactly. I... go on, Richie. Sorry. I was just about to say, just on the on the goal scoring, we've got eleven. We've had eleven different goal scorers this year in the league. Um, did a bit of uh, bit of bit of homework just to check that one out. But what also Scumthorpe did, I, I had um, only for ten minutes. I had their commentary on from beside, and this they said that they'd set up with three up front. That is probably Seriously. a worse thing to do against Wrexham. That really is because that just gives our midfield. The swarm to go all over them, but with our wing backs, that just put that played into our hands a little bit. I think they've retreated after the first goal, but we see it seemed to be one way flow all the time in the first half. Um, not every team's going to do that, are they? But obviously, they've come down, they've got to be seen to having a go in front of their fans. Wheelstone are a, are a doggy team, aren't they? It took us a while last year to, uh, you know, we, we won two goals in the last, well, two goals. Won the 96th and won in the 99th minute, I think it was. And, uh, you know, they got a draw at our place again, didn't they? It's one of them, they had a game called off, didn't they? So the pitch isn't going to be in good state at all Saturday. 
we've just got to, like Alex said, we've got to go there on the front foot again. And it's not a, it's not a bragging or being big headed, but we've got to go there and just show why we're top of the league, aren't we? And why we're favourites to win the league. Yeah, I, I, I guess. Yeah. So okay, let's go on to let's go on to that and, uh, a little bit more. Um, yeah. So I mean, the, the the advantage for them, I guess, is they'll be well rested because they did have that game called off. Um, it'll be interesting to see what sort. I don't know what the weather the weather on Saturday is meant to be okay, but I don't know why, what it's doing there at the moment. You know, is it is it chucking it down? Is it a is it a swamp at the moment? You know, um, that pitch. So. It will be interesting to see where we are in ho- their home form. They're twenty second out of uh, twenty four teams in the last five games. Uh, An hour away form, we're sort of fourth in that away form table. So, you know, on paper, it, it should be a comfortable game. But as we know, football isn't played on paper. It's played on a swampy pitch. Apparently, this week, Alex. Yeah, so it's not going to be easy. Um, a, because of the conditions. B, Wilston will be up for it. They're well rested. Gave us two very good games last season. Um, but we're a different team to last season. We've added quality. We're in form. And like I say, if you want to be champions, you can't be going to Wilston and, and settling for a draw or letting them get on top of you for most of the match and conceding goal. We've got to go there and win. Especially with Notts County having a a tricky game away at Eastley. Um, well, five is, on the bounce at home, Eastley have. Exactly. So they're going to have a, a very very tough game as well, and I'd, I'd probably back Eastley to get something out of that game. So after Saturday, we could be what four points, three point, two points. We could open the gap. Um, and I think Notts County went to Wilson a few weeks ago and put six goals past them. Yeah. Yeah. So if Notts County can do that, why can't we? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what was interesting last night. We were we were very long ball last night, um, much to the frustration of everybody um, as the ball bounced back um, and we didn't really make inroads that way. As soon as we switched to playing football in the final third, quick one-touch passes on the floor, we tore them apart. We started making loads of chances. Um, and perhaps that you know we just need to do that either earlier or more of it um, because those footballers that we've got are a much higher level, uh, which is why we've bought them the, the normal national league players, and it showed. Uh, and that Mullin that Mullin third goal was exactly that. It was just it was lovely a lovely cut back from McFadzine following some nice football, and it you know they just couldn't cope. Um, so I'm hoping personally that we 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 do a bit more of that rather than humping long balls to National League defenders, that, you know, that's what they, they, they you know, they eat and drink, don't they? Yeah, I think they um, alluded to it on Sunday on ITV. I watched the game back and they said that how well we mixed our game up. Mm. Um, and that's obviously people who haven't watched us all season yes. or didn't watch us last year. Um, you don't know, dear, what the game plan is. They may have watched Scunthorpe's last two games and gone all, they struggle with a long ball. Yeah. And then we've done it and thought, it ain't working this. We're going to move it around. So you've got to look at it maybe a positive way instead of we've gone, we're not getting anything doing it that way. Let's go back to the normal way. So I think, but because we've got that blend of players who can change it and mix it up and that, whatever, that that's, that puts us another level up, doesn't it, really? It is frustrating sometimes because there have been a lot, I've done a few away games and it sounds very similar 
to what Bo- I've seen. Boreham Woodridge, it was second yeah, half when Palmer and Mullin sort of pulled on to when we were watching to the left side. Um, yeah. And especially with Palmer then pulled off the centre halves and pulled on to a full back. Started winning the ball all day, didn't we? Yeah. It, it's it, it's one of them where as you think, sometimes you watch it and you think, we've gone out and we said, right, okay, let's see what you've got. Chuck, at, chuck it at us, type of thing. And then we go, oh, is that all you've got? And then we sort of go into another level. Whereas sometimes you think like you'd like them to go and play on the front foot from the start. We're not seeing like Man City level and pass them off the pitch, like. Yeah. But we look at it and think, do you know what? Them lads in midfield, they're they're a bit slow. We can pass this round them. So it, it's about getting that blend right. But as long as you're winning, it doesn't get noticed as much. I think. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Because obviously, uh, winning papers over the cracks or what you know, whatever you want to say. Um, yeah. Without so the... getting ahead of myself again, which I sometimes do. <laughs> Go on. More than one way of scoring goals and winning games as well. We can get balls into the box, we can score off set pieces, or we can carve teams apart with keeping the ball on the deck. And like the ITV pundit said, like Richie said, we can mix our game up and we're equally effective. I feel that getting balls into the box as we are playing through midfield and getting the ball into feet of Mullen and Palmer. Um, So it's nice to have that option. And like you say, with the weather on Saturday, we might be, our hands might be tied in how we play because of how the pitch is. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that, if, if that is as bad as what we, what it potentially could be, then that's going to suit the long ball, isn't it? You're not going to be playing football on yeah. that. Exactly. Okay. Um, so, I mean, does score prediction wise, what, what, are, what, are, what are we thinking? Before we do predicted lineups, what do we think is going to happen? I think we'll win. I think we're in good form. Got a decent win on Wednesday. Every player seems to be in decent nick at the moment. I can't see Wieldston keeping us out um, in front of their goal. I think if we score early, I think we're in for a for an easy day. And I think we will. I'm going to go for um, 3-0 to Wrexham. That is, uh, that's a big one. Richie, what do you reckon? I'm pretty much the same as Alex, but I'm going to just slightly tweak it. I still don't think we're clean sheetable. Okay. We've still got that um, just just away from home. It's just that little, there's a little stigma there, which we need to, we need to sort out really. So I'm, but I, I think we will score a few. I'm going to go 4-1. Oh, you think we're going to rack up some, uh, some goal difference? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think, uh, I understand what you're saying about the clean sheets. Um, because, uh, you know, I just I've always felt this season, even though I've not necessarily always sort of predicted we'll uh, we'll concede, but I've always had that feeling um, so far. Uh, but I think I think we'll just go away. Uh, it's a bit of a shorter week for us this week, isn't it? If you think about it, mm-hmm. I think Parker yeah. said the players were resting today, uh, yeah. Thursday, travelling down and training tomorrow, and then we'll be into a game. So obviously, it's not a brilliant week of prep, is it? Um, so I think we'll uh, I think we'll get a two nil. Um, and we'll come away from there. And I'll be honest, I don't really care how we win um, tomorrow. We just want to, uh, let's get, now we've got to the top, let's try and maintain that, uh, you know, maintain that pressure on everybody else and say, you know, we're here now. Come, You know, are you going to come and knock us off or what? And let's see what they've got um, to see if they, uh, you know, if they have got everything. 
Um, team lineup wise will be interesting because like Fordy wasn't in last night. Um, he went off in that um, previous game holding his hamstring. So I'm they've not said anything as Wrexham don't. Um, but I'm assuming that is a hamstring injury that he that he's got. So do we think he's do, has anybody heard anything or do we think we might see him on Saturday or are we going with Azana again? If he's not fit and then there's no point risking him. He's been one of the best players this season. Um, and we've got ample replacements in, in Hosanna. So I've not heard any rumours, but my guess would be he won't be involved if he wasn't seen last night. Um, obviously, starting or on the bench. Um, I thought Hosanna played very well in the match against Oldham. Um, he went on a run in the second half where he beat about three or four players. Could have been a penalty as well. So yeah. he looks in decent nick. And again, it's a sign of how good we are. Ford's out, but we can call on Hosanna, who's top quality player as well. Um, and then you've, on the other side, you've got Jacob Mendy, who <clears throat> hopefully isn't far off as well. And then you've got the Rob Lainton factor as well. So you've got three outstanding first team players there waiting in the wings. Just to touch on that, um, we uh, when we were at uh, the match last night, uh, they they take players sometimes to the games and give them a, a workout before the the, the match. Um, at Borenwood, I don't know if you saw Richie at Borenwood, they did that with Leighton, so uh, uh, that was the first yeah. time we'd seen him back on the grass. Um, but last night they had Max Cleworth, Reese Hall Johnson, and I'm not sure whether it was Kai Evans. I forget now, but they were having a good uh, a good workout before the game, um, just as a bit of extra training and getting them in and around the squad and used to travelling and stuff again. So I I, I don't I haven't heard whether Reese has played a game. He'll probably need at least one or two of those reserve games. But you know we've got Ozana, we've got Reese Hall Johnson, um, and then as I say last night he, he actually uh, he actually brought McAlinden on at right back because Hosanna was. Uh, fairly ineffective. Uh, looked like the, the game time had caught up with him. Um, so he actually brought Linden on at right back and he did really well. Um, and he did that a couple of times in emergencies earlier. Um, he has done that before. So I still think he'll probably start Bryce. Um, I think it'll be the usual sort of the usual suspects. The question is, who does he start at right? At right? I think he'll start Hazana. Um, will Lee or Davis play? Um, some people said Elliot Lee was brilliant last night when we were sort of talking and uh, coming out the ground and in the ground. And others were saying that they didn't think he had such a good game. It was really interesting to see. Um, I think radio gave him the man of the Am I incorrect there? Did radio give him the man of the match? Yeah. Mark, I mean, when I say radio, I mean Mark, obviously, Rex, yeah, from yeah. a Wrexham point of view. Um, so it was really interesting to see that, to be there and like be able to hear within earshot somebody saying he was rubbish and somebody else saying, well, I think he's run, running the show sort of thing. Um, I so listened I, to, uh, to BBC Wales, Mark, and uh, they were quite critical of, of Lee at some points. I think they picked the wrong pass. Maybe he was a little bit selfish in, in some cases as well. Yeah. I don't know if that's what you saw. Yeah, so I guess that's that's playing straight into what I'm saying then, really, isn't it? How people are seeing it different. Um, and there's been some interesting conversations on Twitter this week about it, um, uh, which um, I, re I retweeted a few things last night, and the, the subsequent conversations are quite interesting to go in and see. Because um, some people think Lee... Um, pulls the team shape out 
um, and that we struggle then to, to cope um, because he goes he goes running down wide Left channels a lot. Yeah. Um, and then you, you're exposed then centrally, you've got big holes, you know, teams can run straight at you. Um, and yet other people like think that it's brilliant and that, you know, he's, he, he's trying, he's basically, he's trying to probe, isn't he? And trying to make opportunities. Um, and it doesn't always work granted, but at least he's trying, you know, he's trying to be direct and trying to drag defenders out uh, of shape. So it's just, it's, it, you know, it's the, the, the old cliche of it's a game of opinions. Um, so I would, uh, I would, your second comment there about how we um, probes and things or whatever. Yeah. When he's, they say, and commentators really should know this, when they say he gives the ball away, he's trying to pass. We've had yes. players before, last year, we were screaming out for somebody with that defence splitting pass, that pass to pick out Mullin or Palmer. Yeah. And when he tries it, it's not going to come off all the time because we've got to remember what league he's in. Yeah. He's in the National League. Yes, he's played at a higher level, but we're not, we ask people expect him to be a Kevin De Bruyne. Yes, he ain't yeah, going to yeah. hit the money nine times Every out of time. ten all the time. He's not. He's not going to. You know, um, they've got to realize that when he does that, they don't understand. Sometimes, if he just actually sat there and watched, like Mullin, the, 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 he's getting a bad bit of a bad credit on the on the TV, on the radio sometimes because he's like, well, he only comes alive inside the eighteen yard box. Well, what's his job? Yeah, that's what we pay to do. But, yeah, that's all we need him to do, isn't it? But we watch as fans and we see how many times do we see him chasing the ball down, putting a challenge in, shutting down the fullback from yeah. knocking a long ball. We see all them, don't we? But that's not a highlight, is it? That's not something that yeah, would yeah, be yeah, no, telly, is it? Do you know what I mean? And and we all see him and yeah, you know, we love him for the his scoring goal and his relationship he's got with the fans. But that lad, I would love to see his heat map on average for this season. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, for somebody who say earns his money, puts his blood, sweat and tears in for the team. He runs all day, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and Look at the Elliot first Lee, goal from last yeah, night. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Without Mullen, doing that, Mullen you wouldn't have got it. Yeah. Exactly. But, yeah. you know, it is it is about opinions, like you say, but Elliot Lee, he's got to try them passes, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I was a, a creative midfielder. So I sympathise with him. You know, you have you you have got to. Uh, if he doesn't do that, we ain't scoring as many goals because you know that, that is the the simple fact. So so I, I so for me, I you know does does Lee play again or does Davis come in? I think he's going to start Lee because uh, Davis had had an injury the game before. He wasn't even on the bench, was he? Um, no. So I suspect that Davis they'll just be careful with him. Um, and bring him back uh, in a week or two, realistically. So I think Lee will start. Um, and other than that, I think it's the usual suspects because there's no news on Mendy being close back yet, as far that I've heard. Um, I think two uh, weeks from two weeks from the grass. I think I heard. Is that was okay? So so there you go. So realistically, three or four weeks, he'll yeah. we'll we'll start to see some substitute appearances and you know that sort of that sort of involvement. Um, and I, I don't, I just don't see him making any changes other than those in four, that that sort of enforced one at, uh, at right wing back. And I think he'll keep 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 with Azana. Does anybody anybody think he'll do anything mad, different, wild? Is he going to go potty and you know drop Hayden? <laughs> What's he? Well, I guess a key talking point is now. I presume Rob Layton's fully fit. Yeah. If he is fully fit, do you bring him in for Mark Howard? So I I I'm a latent fan. I understand the question. I don't think he'll do it unless 
Howard gets injured or makes a mistake. I'm not saying that's what I would do. I'm we're trying to guess what Parky will do, aren't we? Um, ultimately, yeah. so I think you you know because if you took if you if you took late, uh, Howard out and put Leighton in, you're Mark Howard. You're going to see Parky and I'm just trying to understand why I'm not playing, aren't you? That's the the reality of it. Whereas you have, you you remove that conversation if you just if he if he does sort of make a mistake or have a bad game or get injured or suspended. You've got a very natural way to get him in, haven't you? So that's why I think Pat, that's what Parkinson will do. As I said, I totally get it. I I can't wait to see Leighton back, but I suspect that's what he will do. What do you think? I think I know he was gutted. Um, the reserve game was cancelled last week, wasn't it? Let's have an in-house uh, friendly. friendly. Yeah. Um, I think he'll want to play a reserve game next week. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Leighton Cup play game. against Farnborough. Cup yeah, that yeah. FA Cup game. Yeah, and he can just say, we just want to put Rob back into the, the first-team environment. Yeah. But like, I'm agreeing with you. I don't think he's going to drop Howard. He may rest him for one game, but I think Howard will be straight back in after. And I don't think he can until, you know, until he, until he it, you know... There's an wood. opportunity. Yeah, there's something happens where would his you, hand's forced. Would you, would, you, would you pull the trigger, Alex? <sighs> No, I wouldn't pull the trigger. Um, if it was two months ago, I probably would. Because yes, I agree. Yeah, I would look shaky. He was making mistakes, but from watching on TV, from going to games, I don't think he's put a foot wrong last six matches. Potentially the Blythe at home game. I yeah, think that could have done. Yeah, that weak sort of low shot that he struggled to get down yeah. to. And I think a few times this season he's been beaten by by those low sort of daisy cutters. But since that game, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's been pretty much flawless. And you can't drop your number one goalkeeper when he has been flawless. He nearly he nearly say, dropped one into a stri- into one of their guys last night. He he mishandled a cross, dropped it, and I was like, yeah. I, I could sort of see it in slow motion. I was thinking if they score here. Rob Layton's playing next week, like this is it. Uh, but he didn't. He gathered it again quite quickly. Uh, but he's not been tested, has he? That's the, the you know. To be fair, we've done a better job at shutting it down. I think. Yeah, yeah this is. Oh, God. I think Richie could have played in goal against Oldham. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you should mention Maybe because Layton is back in. Oh, sorry. I'll quit. I'll make a quick point. Because Leighton is back fully fit, maybe that's keeping Howard on his toes. Because he know if he he knows if he does make a mistake, then that's him hooked for the next game. Uh, I had an interesting conversation. I think it was the Altrincham game we might have been with somebody who said, with regards to Howard, last year when he was at Carlisle, he was obviously Player of the Year, but they were a poor team, a relegated team. Yeah, he was inundated with shots. Yeah, it's classic, player, player, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And now it's about concentration because you may not see the ball uh, for long periods of time. Yes. And then it, it, it goes up the other end, they get a long throw or a, or a corner, bang, it's there in front of you. I, I, I understand that theory, I do. But he's an experienced goalkeeper. He's not a 23-year-old goalkeeper, is he? You know, so he's been around the, the clubs and done it and that, whatever. I, I get the theory a little bit, but, you know, I just think... Like you're saying, we are we've protected a bit more, but maybe because we've we've kept the ball better. Yeah. Okay. Is anybody making the, the long trip? I I'm going Christmas shopping. I think I'm not sure. 
I said this about Scunthorpe, though. I said, I'm not going to Scunthorpe. And then, I, you know, I was in a car on the way to Scunthorpe. So, <laughs> uh, uh, But my lad's got football in the morning. So that, for me, pretty much kills the kills the opportunity because obviously uh, it'll be an early start so unless that gets cancelled like tomorrow night uh, and then I'll be scrambling around trying to find a ticket but is anybody else making the trip or are we are we all Mark Griffiths on the radio yeah I'll be on the radio unfortunately my next game away game hopefully if we can get a ticket will be York I'm going to watch that one on the telly I think yeah, radio for me as well. Yeah, because they moved it to twelve thirty for the TV. Mm. Oh, that changes things then. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. You would have rocked up at three o'clock and gone, "Where's everybody going? Why are they walking the opposite <laughs> way to me?" Cheers for that. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that would be class. That would be class. Okay. Um. Let's just, I'll tell you what we'll do, just because we've got, uh, we'll just wrap it up in a second, but I've got a couple of, a couple of uh, what should we call them, a couple of points here that people have uh, have messaged me with. So let's go through these really, really quickly and see. There was a couple of interesting ones. Uh, uh, so somebody messaged me, Eddie it was, and said, is the current team good enough to win the league? Uh, yes, for me. Anybody say anything different? I mean, it's pretty straightforward that I think they are good enough. I don't think we need too much. I think we're good enough. Anybody differ? I think it's still nailed on. Ten points clear to win it. You think it will be easy in the end? Yeah. Okay. You don't disagree, Alex, no? I don't know about ten points, but easily good enough to, to win the league. Okay. Um, so, uh, there was an interesting one that we had from uh, Alex D, whoever. It's not you, Alex, but obviously there's another Alex D. And he said, Harry Lennon was Wrexham's standout performer before his injury last season. He returned to the first-team squad, obviously, in that uh, Oldham game. Is he close to replacing any of our current starters? And then he's put Jordan Tunnicliffe, question mark. Um, so I'm a massive Harry Lennon fan. I think he's brilliant. He's got a horrible injury record. I I can't see him replacing Tunnicliffe. Um or uh, and, uh, the way everybody's playing at the moment, I don't think he replaces anybody. I think he'll come in as and when there's suspensions, injuries, and they need rest. Uh, but I love Lennon. As I agree. I thought he was outstanding. Anybody think different? No, I agree with you, Matt. I think start of last season, he was probably our best player. Every time I saw him, he was solid. He's quick. He's good in the air. He's strong. Um, scored a couple of the goals as well, but... Who would you bring him in for? Tunnicliffe's come in and has been a rock. Toza for me, I know people have some issues with him, but him and Hayden are undroppable in my opinion, even if they do have... For whatever reason, yeah, whether it's because of the long throws or whatever, he isn't going anywhere, is he? Absolutely no. not, and, um, and rightly so. He could play in the FA Trophy whenever that game is, um, but no, unless there's an injury or Parky wants to play in the trophy... He's gonna to have to. Uh, he's gonna to have to wait for now. Yeah, you agree, Richie? Yeah, full hundred percent. Yeah, he's. Uh, he was great last year, but obviously, time things have moved on now, haven't we? And yeah. um, it, you know, we're doing touch wood. We're doing all right with regards to suspensions, aren't we? At the moment. Yes. Don't we? Shouldn't attempted fate there, should we? Shouldn't have said <laughs> anything. Um, all right, we'll wrap it up with a player of the player of the month award then. So um, I always do this little poll. 
Um, just out of interest for October, who would you two have given Player of the Month to? Captain for me. Luke Young for you, Luke. yeah, Rich. Alex? Yeah. yeah. Luke Young as well. Yeah, it's interesting. I voted for Luke Young. Um, but I'm, I'm about to shock you. Uh, so Ollie Palmer won it last month. Max Cloworth won it the month before. Um, so Luke Young and Aaron Hayden were joint second. Third was Jordan Tunnicliffe. Who do you think was first? Ford. Not who you, obviously, you know, you're guessing now. It's not who you think it was. Who do you think was first? I'm going to go Anthony Ford. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it'll be Mullen. I think Ford was excellent until he got injured. I'll go with Ford as well. Okay, no, Ford was uh, nowhere near it. It was Ben Tozer. Now, I'm surprised at that because I'm sure at the start of the month we were having those conversations going, well, maybe he's got to come out with the team. Uh, and then he scored, you know, I think he, did he, he scored that goal against Oldham, didn't he? That really nice yeah. sort of drop the shoulder. Um, and then he sort of, they recovered a little bit. But I just, yeah, I'm surprised because we were we were having discussions about it, if you remember, just like, oh, his form isn't great. And, you know, could he potentially be dropped? And could Tony Cliff come in? And yet people think uh, the, the people who voted in that uh, have put him ahead of Young and uh, Hayden. So that was a bit of a shocker, but well done to Ben Tozer. <laughs> uh, I'd for, love uh, to know um, how many pints his mum bought in the turf for that. <laughs> uh. Well, yeah. Um, but it just goes to show, it just goes to show, doesn't it? You know, he's yeah. uh, he's doing a Matt Hancock, and uh, he's uh, turning people's opinions of him around really quickly, like Matt Hancock will tonight on I'm a Celebrity, I'm sure. He, he, if he's probably the only National League player who's ever been watched by AC Milan, isn't he? <laughs> that was right. Did you see those comments, Richie? Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah, they were. They were amazed at his uh, at his creation from long throws. I think is what it was, wasn't it? That. that had, that had come up on their stat in their st uh, sort of st statistical reports. Twenty-one okay. assists since he started, since he joined us. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's a lot from long throws. <laughs> a hell of a good, hell of a ratio, isn't it? It helps when you've got. I was going to say one player like Hayden who can leap like a salmon, but you think Palmer scores a lot. Yeah, and honestly, Tony Cliff had one cleared off the line last night. He must have jumped five foot in the air to get the header that they cleared off the line. It was. It was like he was like he's the white Aaron Hayden. That's what we're going to call him. <laughs> That's what he is. It was a phenomenal leap. So uh, yeah, he's going to be a threat. It would appear um, when they sort of uh, when they sync that up. Uh, right. So we leave it there. Yeah. Ooh, quick one on the oh. FA Cup. The oh, draw. oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we didn't go on to the, the farm, but, but go on. I think it's a great chance to get into the third round. And, oh uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, opens yeah. the doors to, to anyone then, doesn't it, in terms of who you play next. So Respectfully play... to Farnborough, obviously. We, yeah, we, well, we... I, I, I would play my full-strength team against them. Would go you? all okay. out to win it. I wouldn't yeah. drop anyone and play our best 11, um, which should, on paper, be, be enough to get us into the hat. And then we can start dreaming then. Do we want Arsenal, Liverpool, City, United, Leeds... I don't think we've been in the third round for, for quite a while. So I was buzzing with the draw. No disrespect to, uh, yeah. to Farnborough. 
Um, oh yeah you either want a big you you want either end of the spectrum don't you you either want a big draw or an easy one to hopefully give you the big draw in the next round providing you get through you don't want soliol at home or somebody yeah exactly so yeah so yeah i i totally get that uh and i i I did a spaces the other night and rich ulrich said i think it was leeds is like one of the only big teams we've never played So uh, he was like, I want, I want Leeds. I can't remember whether he said at home or away. Probably away financially, we'd probably, uh, we'd, we'd probably do all right there. Because um, I'm sure they'd probably get, uh, I don't know what their ground holds anymore. Um, is it 50,000? Well, I don't know about 50. I think 38. Top, top end 30s, yeah. Oh, was it 38 ish then? 39, was yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So we'd get, a, we'd get a nice check from that. And it's probably a winnable game, to be honest. Um, you know, they they rest some players, I'm sure. Um, you know, as opposed to playing a Man City's reserves, playing a Leeds reserves is probably a little bit more achievable to to get through again. Um, but so, but would you mind? Would you would your mindset be that you want to play a lower team, a lower half Premier League team at home mm-hmm. with a chance to win, or yeah, do you it, want the big day out against the top ones? Yeah, so I guess years ago we'd have gone for the big day out and the paycheck, mm. but we're not in those. We're not in that anymore. So no, actually, no. a winnable, a big winnable game at home to give us an even bigger potential game in the next one. What do you think, yeah. Alex? I'd still go for the big game oh, to increase our exposure across, across <laughs> the world. Um, if we're playing Arsenal, the amount of people you'll have watching, not only in the UK but somehow by hook or by crook in the US. Yeah. And it's not the end of the world. If we do go out in the third round, we still have a decent run. I'd rather play a, a big team away than someone like Bournemouth or yeah, someone, yeah. No disrespect to Bournemouth. No, I get what you mean. No, it's exciting. So uh, we will see in a couple of weeks' time. We'll know a bit more, won't we? Because uh, that game is fast approaching, that uh, Farnborough game. Right, folks, we shall leave it there. I appreciate your time. Thank you very no much. Problem. And we'll... Reconvene next week if we can. Just got. Yeah. Can I just give a quick, quick shout out to a couple of lads in work? Be quick, do it quick. The <laughs> followers. Uh, so Lee, Nathan, Sowell, keep listening and keep supporting us. Thank you, boys. There ain't no horses running around the Kairos anymore. But that's been a football club here since 1864 Trying to do the town or city proud Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground Shine, you'll hear our cries. Hold our hands up as the Welsh dragon flies. We're loyal supporters on a lifelong journey. We'll live in hope, but we'll die in Cadbury. I've been telling everyone I see. I've been telling. Telling everyone to listen to me 
Back in the football league 